At Pennzoil, we have one job. Pioneering a motor oil so advanced, you don't have to think about your motor oil. Instead, you can think about how your engine sounds, how your stomach feels as the RPMs build, how your wheels hug the curves, and how, with the Pennzoil Platinum up to 15-year, 500,000-mile protection guarantee, your adventures will be many. Pennzoil. Long may we drive. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Enrollment required. Keep your receipts. Other conditions apply. See Pennzoil.com slash warranty for full details. Jeep Adventure Days is going on now. Hurry in for great deals on a great selection of Jeep brand vehicles. Well-qualified Lessiesdale low mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $4.19 a month for 27 months with $5,599 to its signing. Tax title, license extra, no security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Chrysler Capital. Extra charge for miles over $22,500. Includes $7,500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 10-2. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so very much for joining into another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you guys. I've got a free PDF download on how three secrets to dialogue with a wonderful Holy Spirit. Fireborn Ministries lives to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. So we provide resources for you to draw near in fellowship with the incredible, wonderful, amazing Holy Spirit. So I've got the in the description and in the notes, I've got the three secrets to dialogue with the Holy Spirit downloaded for you. And don't forget to subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit, but also share it. I've got a very powerful episode today. I've got Deborah, Deborah Ann Velfison. I hope I pronounced that right. Please don't hit me. Okay. I've got Dalton Beckering coming to Adventures in the Spirit right now. So Deborah is a next-gen prophet with a message for her generation. She continues the legacy of her parents, Apostles Craig and Colette Toach, who were guests on, on this program. And she stands in the blessing of being a fourth-generation minister she and her husband, Michael, are principals of the AMI Prophetic School, and their mandate is to raise the next generation of prophets to be team builders, warriors, and ambassadors of Jesus. So you could go to their free courses, nextgenprophets.org. And then Dalton is a powerful member of Next Gen Prophets team in Toach Ministries International. He is the ambassador of culture at the AMI Prophetic School and is known for his wit and passion to equip the prophets of his generation. So guys, please help me welcome Dalton Beckering and Deborah Ann Felfison to Adventures in the Spirit. Please don't hit me. <laughs> no problem, Jared. You pronounce, that is one of the better pronunciations I've heard. <laughs> it is basically pronounced pretty phonetically, Felfison. Um, You just get to throw in an accent there. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't give it to you okay, easy. We well, apologize, Jared. We didn't. We didn't choose these. Well, also, I, mean, I, I didn't ask backstage. <laughs> so, right, there you go. Right. There you go. No problem. Well, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here, Jared. Thank you so much for having us on here. It's always so much fun to collaborate with fellow prophets and talk about the subject of prophetic ministry because honestly, there's a lot of misconceptions about the prophetic out there. So I'm personally excited to be here and help shed some light on the subject. Yeah, I think one of the best things um, is I got to listen to your interview with our apostles and, of course, Deborah's parents. 
Um, and I just, I just, I'm a big fan of your show. I'm a big fan of what you do for God's people. And I love your heart to set them free from all the restrictions that they experience Amen. of not having Jesus in their life, not having the full encounter of the Holy Spirit. So I really love what you do on this show. Well, thank you guys. I'm having way too much fun. It is amazing. And sometimes I'm like, who are all these people listening? Don't know who they are, but at least they're <laughs> listening around the world, right? And downloading. Amen. But I'd love to hear your guys' story, starting with Deborah. You know, how did you get into, I mean, reading your bio, you, you were born into this, but you personally, how did you encounter the Holy Spirit and know that the prophetic was your calling? The answer is going to sound a bit boring, but I never knew anything else. Um, I literally grew up in a household of prophets. My grandfather was prophesying. My mother was prophesying. My dad was prophesying. Everybody around me was a prophet. So for me growing up, it was natural that I learned to prophesy. It wasn't until I got older that I discovered that a lot of people consider using the gift of prophecy as some sort of specialty that not everybody gets to use it because we were, I was using this all day, every day. I was talking to Jesus. He was my best friend. He was my imaginary friend. You know, he taught me to read. He did all of these things. So I never had this huge encounter that a lot of people describe. I just kind of always knew he was there and he was always with me no matter what I was doing. That's awesome. Well, Dalton, how about you? How did you get called into this, into the prophetic uh, ministry? I think it's hilarious how the Lord leads us to our calls. So if any of you guys feel like your call is like the, the spaghetti way, where it's so mixed and twisted that you don't know how you're going to get there, that was definitely mine. <laughs> I, um, I was walking home from a prayer meeting when I heard the Lord tell me, you need to go to this meeting because you're going to meet your wife there. And the meeting that he was referring to was um, the graduation of my mother and the AMI prophetic school, who the, the, Deborah is the principal of with her husband, Michael. And so I went to find my wife and lo and behold, it was her, <laughs> her younger sister. When I got, that was definitely the carrot. But when I got there, I fell in love with the family. I fell in love with the ministry. And if you're called by the Lord, you have, a, you have an invisible tattoo over your heart that says, marked by God to serve God. Mm, and amen. I've always had that mark on my heart. And so they invited me to train with them. And that was the, the day they invited me and I arrived was the day I found out I had a prophetic call. And that's the day I started prophetic training. And I was like, you know what, Lord, you led me here. So I'm going to follow you. I'm going to believe you. And I went and the moment I stepped into that training is I recognized this is where I'm supposed to be. I am a prophet. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Amen. That's so good. So you guys, hey, well, actually one of you related to some of the coolest people I know. <laughs> Apostles, <laughs> Craig and Colette. So uh, are you were about what Dalton, was there a personal experience there? Were you there? God doing that moment? Yes. So I was there. Um, I watched him uh, check out my youngest sister, Rebecca. Oh, They're okay. actually officially expecting their first child now. Um, and I was watching him and I was actually his trainer in the prophetic school. Uh, so I got to watch his projects come in where he talked about his flirty friend, Rebecca, my younger sister, um, and take him through the training. And you know what I, I love so much about what Dalton shared is just how real the Lord was with him. And that's what I was laughing about. 
Jerry, because a lot of people don't get just how real Jesus is. They think that he's this supernatural, super spiritual God. You've got to come to him with a specific prayer and a specific tongue. And you've got to come to him in a specific ceremony, you know, no sin, you've repented, you've done the whole thing. But you know, the Jesus that I got to know and that Dalton got to know as he went through his prophetic training was the Jesus that sat on the couch with you, watching your favorite movie, discussing the plot with you. He was the one that helped give you dating advice on how to date your trainer's younger sister without stepping on too many toes. Um, (laughs) This is the Jesus we serve. You know, somebody left a comment here and I just wanted to share. They said they wish had they grown up in a Christian household because they'd only gotten saved when they were 30 years old. And I wanted to just speak to you and say, you know what? There are a lot of people who are feeling this way, but just doesn't matter if you got saved at 30, at 50, or from a young age. You can have the exact same relationship as Dalton and I have and Jared has with the Lord that's so real and so honest, no matter what, because that is what we were created for as Christians, never mind prophets. We were created for relationship with Jesus and that reality with him. I love what you're saying there. Is it okay if I jump in, Jared, and bounce off of that? Go for it, man. Brilliant. Uh, I love what you're saying there, Deborah, because in the spirit, I see there's a lot of people who have expectations of what it's supposed to look like. And Mm. Jesus breaks those expectations. Why? Because you are the only you there ever was. And he created a relationship with you that only you could experience with him. And so... Don't try to fit yourself into a mold that you see works for everybody else. It's There's no cookie cutter. Jesus wants to create something brand new with you because what you have to offer to the church, to the world, has to be unique. It cannot be Jared's anointing. It cannot be Deborah's anointing. It cannot be my anointing. It has to be your anointing because you are equipped. You have an anointing on you that needs to be developed so that it can be poured out upon this world. So I just want to smash that mindset. God is coming. He tore the veil first. He gave his life first. He loved first. It is not up to you. It's not your first move. You are always the second move. So just follow and your anointing will come out. You can hear God's voice and prophesy. Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. Amen. Amen. I've got a question to caveat from that or to piggyback off that. How do you develop 
the anointing for your life? Because I've been teaching the last few months, doing webinars on the anointing, the differences in you know the abiding anointing, and then your personal empowering anointing, and then encouraging people to kind of discover what the anointing that God has put on their life, their specific mm. personal anointing. So starting with Deborah Ann, how do you develop your anointing? I guess that's mm-hmm. the question. <laughs> it's a very good question. And actually, again, the answer is so simple. You develop your anointing by developing relationship with Jesus. Now, for a lot of you prophets listening out there, Maybe you're going to tell me, uh, you know, but I've been doing that for so long and I haven't seen much change. Then I'm here to tell you, you haven't discovered a new side of Jesus yet. Because mm-hmm. Jesus is multifaceted. And if you want to understand and develop your prophetic anointing, then you better take some extra time to get to know him and his character. Because as prophets, we are meant to be the mouthpiece of God, but also his image represented to the body of Christ. Now, how can I represent somebody that I don't know? I Mm. should know how he speaks to somebody. I should know how he corrects. I should know how he loves, how he shows grace. I should know how he does deliverance, how he counsels, how he gives dating advice, how he does all these things, because God is a father. And a father loves to teach his children and to show them what to do. And To this day, I have not found anything my natural father cannot teach me. So how much more my heavenly father? So my answer to you, prophets, is this. If you want to develop your prophetic anointing, take some time to get to know your heavenly father outside of your doctrinal and cultural mindsets. Because those are the biggest restrictions on your anointing. Mm, So good. So you, Dalton, how do you develop anointing in your life? One of the most powerful things I've discovered uh, in prophetic training is that I am not in control. And it is important to recognize that and to crave that. God doesn't just speak to you in your spirit and to your ear. He speaks to you through circumstances, pressures, friends, books, all kinds of stuff. And so if you want to develop an anointing, one of the first things you have to recognize is that you are not the cultivator of it. You are the Ooh. submission. You are the one who surrenders yourself to the process. When we look at Jesus, we don't see him spending a whole lot of time like, you know, putting potions together and like trying to figure out how he can cultivate anointing. He showed up with the process that God pushed into his life, which the process he went through looks like being born in barn amongst a people mm. who didn't accept him. And okay. we see from that process a love for humanity and a love for and compassion. Um, and that's my suggestion to you, prophets. And for you, I guess not prophets, but all, all people who are listening to this, is recognize how much control you're yes. trying to take from the Lord so that you can cultivate anointing. Ooh, and, yes. and it's a decision to say, Father, I believe in the process you're taking me through. I surrender to it, and I follow, and I obey your will. You will naturally feel those things come out of you. And I want to give a practical example without going too long. Um, There's a lot of people who are called to be rock of offenses because they need to go against the grain. They need to say what needs to be said out. Um, Somebody's got to say it. You know, not all of us us can just hug and say, God bless you, brother. Some of us has to say, you're in sin. 
you are you just need to come right you need to come the right direction and a lot of people don't like that grace because it's very hard on being the one to deliver that Ooh, word yes but if you keep getting put into a position where you're you're sitting there in a meeting and you're the only person thinking this i wish they would just ask for forgiveness and drop drop all that that's god positioning you to develop an anointing speak up and i hope that helps you guys amen yes so Dalton, what would you say to someone that there might be shortcuts to prophetic? I think the shortcut to prophetic anointing, one of them would be worship. One of them would be a lots and lots of worship because worship isn't just something that you do from your head. It involves your, your mind, your will, your emotions, your spirit. It combines everything. Yes. And so if you want to start flowing in the prophetic a lot more, spend time with Jesus in worship. And I don't mean like um, go sing your favorite songs, which is a good way to start. I'm talking about go into your time of worship and worship about your prayers. Lord, I, I love you so much. I think you're so amazing. And listen for his reply. In that time of worship, it, it pulls this anointing out of you. It draws out mm. this, this ability to just have his presence. Uh, there's a lot of times where... Okay. I see a lot of people focusing on giving accurate prophetic words. And that's good. We should be accurate. But we should strive even more to have the authority and anointing that comes with the word of God. Like Jesus could say, I was reading just the other day because it was just Easter Sunday. I mean, excuse me, Resurrection Sunday. I, I grew up saying that, but I know it. Either or. I know the point. But it said they came to him, Judas and the Roman soldiers. And they said, we're looking for Jesus. He said, I am he. And they fell to the ground. I am he. That's not a prophecy. He was declaring his authority and his position as the son of God. And the anointing and the power came through that. So, so it's good. really about cultivating and spending that time in the presence of the Lord to give his anointing in his presence. And the second thing I want to say is read the Gospels. Read the Gospels as often as you can because you want, if you want to be... Um, in the prophetic, you want to have the character of Jesus. So study him. What did Jesus do? What he's a, He was so New Testament. He was so out of the box. What did Jesus yeah. do? You'll start Good. portraying that image. Amen. And Deborah Ann, how God speak to you? God speaks to me through many different ways. One of the main ways is through journaling. And I love the concept of journaling because especially as one who functions at a higher level of leadership, journaling can hold me accountable to what God is saying. And basically what journaling is, is kind of like writing in a diary. So I take time to write to the Lord and I say, hey, Lord, you know, even like for today, for today's meeting, I took some time to journal. I said, hey, Lord, so we're having this interview with Jared Lasky about this subject, you know, but I don't want to just give my mind. I don't want to give my idea. What would you like to say today? How can I better represent you? How would you like me to say it? And I just ask him and I talk to him very real like that. And then I stop and I pray in tongues and I tap into my spirit and I let Jesus talk to me kind of like I would when I receive a prophetic word. In fact, for those of you who are wanting to practice how to get a prophetic word, journaling is a really amazing way to go. I also have a book called The Gift of Prophecy for the Next Gen Prophet. If you want to learn more about that, check it out. But Quiet your spirit and let those words start coming out and then write them down. 
And the Lord is like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I put this anointing in you and I need you to release this anointing by doing this, this, and this. Now, of course, that sounds really easy. I have practiced this. I've gone through training for this. I had a trainer who read over everything and said, this is your mind. This is the Lord speaking. So if you have a mentor to help you, because the scripture is pretty clear. Prophets are subject to the prophets. So if you're trying to learn how to give a prophetic word or to journal, it's good to have another prophet there that says, this is your mind and your preconceived idea. And this is the one little part of this whole paragraph that Jesus is actually speaking. And that for me is the most of how I hear the voice of the Lord. I also hear the Lord actually very strongly through my leaders. Um, Now this one, this one's going to step on the toes of a few prophets. Go for it. (laughs) Because a lot of prophets, honestly, we do happy answers. Okay, I'm going to have a little prophetic pride here. You know, I do know everything. I am powerfully anointed. I get all the revelation. However, that puts you to stand very much alone, which is not what God intended for us prophets. So God will actually position a prophet under an apostle or a pastor or some form of leadership to not only cover you and protect you from the warfare you're going to get, by stepping on those toes and being the rock of offense, like Dalton just shared, but also to check your word and to make sure you're giving it in time in season. So I often hear from the Lord through my leadership, through journaling, and then of course, through my everyday prayer. But those two, I would say, are the biggest factors to really hearing the voice of God as a prophet. Amen. I- covering i believe that that is very alignment apostolic alignment i was part of an incredible association god bless them but i felt like i needed to align in 2020 early 2020 with a revival reformation prophetic organization and honestly the moment i did my wife and i can testify to this the favor of god hit our life hit our ministry the podcast exploded going on Mm. it was amazing and we're still seeing that, you know, contracts yes. started coming our way for uh, amazing things for the ministry. And, you know, just it was, it was very important for apostolic, prophetic, revival, reformation, alliance. Amen. Oh, Dalton, yes. how does God speak to you, brother? Oh, my goodness. I could list a whole ways. I mean, Apostle um, Colette, of course, is my apostle. She's actually my mother-in-law as well. That came on later, though. That was a, that was a later. That was the story that deborah and i were sharing earlier but it's an yeah it's a bonus it's nice it's she has a book called eight ways to hear the voice of god and that kind of everything involved in there i can hear from the lord but i will say honestly the way that the lord speaks to me strongest is um what we call through the still small voice and that is just day to day moment to moment yeah incorporating him in everything that you do hearing his reply seeking his reply as we were preparing for this uh, time with you i was thinking about what it was that i wanted to share and what god wanted to share and we talked about a little bit about culture right prophetic culture and you said what does that look like well prophetic culture is a positioning yourself to consistently Mm -hmm. hear and speak god's will to ask god always his will and to deliver it no matter what you're doing and a lot of people think that um, being prophetic means to stand up and to share God's word. And that is a big part of it. But if I can share God's heart, it's even bigger because there's a lot of people who can't hear. They can only experience. And Ooh, so yes. for me, when I, am, when I really cultivated this time with the Lord is to hear his word, ask him for it and just listen for it. And then 
um, speak it. And I'll give you a funny example. When I was going through prophetic training, of course, Deborah here was my prince, uh, was my trainer, and she was she was tough on me. She was real <laughs> tough on me, but in a good way. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. She encouraged me to see Jesus everywhere, not like visualize him right next to you. Is he sitting in the car seat next to you? He's walking down the street with you. He's doing all this with you. And I remember I would ask God small things that you probably wouldn't think to ask. For example, hey, what type of chips do you think I should get? I was at the store and there was a whole great salty chips in front of me. I love my chips. And I was looking at the hot Cheetos. They're my favorite. And he's like, don't get those ones. Get the jalapeno ones. And I was like, Father, you died for my sins. Can I just get the hot Cheetos? And he was like, get the jalapeno chips. So I put my flesh on the cross. I got the jalapeno chips. I bought them. I went back home. My wife had gotten me an extra large bag of hot Cheetos uh, that I really, really wanted. And it's such a small, funny example. But if you take a leap of faith, if you listen to God speak to you in your spirit, if you ask him, if you incorporate him, he will speak to you. And it takes moments like that where you just believe what he says and you act on it Ooh, to yes. begin to recognize that I do hear God and I and he is speaking to me. So I would say that's probably the yeah. biggest way that I hear him. Well, you mentioned the still small voice. So the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, the still small voice of God. I think a lot of people, and I might step on some toes right now. Yeah, I Dang. think I'm going to step on some toes. Do it. Do it. Come on. A lot of people, they want the visions, they want the dreams, they want the you know words of knowledge of people's names, dates, addresses, all that is great. Go for it. But when Elijah went up to the mountain, mm. God was not in the wind, the storm. Mm -hmm. God was not in the fire that came Ooh, down. Yes on the mountainside. God was not in the earthquake, all that spectacular supernatural things. But what was God in? The whisper. The whisper. And guess what happened from the whisper? A king was anointed. A king was anointed. So great things can come from just that still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yes. Yes. I'm going to just jump off of that very quickly Go because Prophets, you know, we were just talking before we even got on to this meeting about how, you know, all these prophets out there having all these supernatural experiences. And I want to get you prophets to come down off your mountaintop for a minute. Because, you know, I love a good mountaintop experience. Let's go up to Mount Sinai. Let's have that one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. Let's go have our spiritual experiences. But prophets, we're called to the church. We're called to minister to the body of Christ. And you know how you're going to minister to somebody? By giving them a hug. By mm. telling them, I love you. Jesus loves you. By telling them, you've got this. I had such a powerful testimony from one of my prophetic school students recently. And he was one of those prophets up on the mountaintop, trying to get his supernatural experiences, delving into some things he really shouldn't. He's my next adult and I'm hard on him. But you know what? He did this amazing thing. He got a breakthrough because he said, Lord, you know what? I just need someone to hug me. You know, I feel underappreciated. I've had bad experiences. So this next church I go to, I want somebody to hug me. And guess what? The pastor himself came down off that pulpit and gave him a hug. And he felt such, and it wasn't like this quick hug. It was this real loving bear hug. And from that, it ignited a fire in him. And then the next group he went to, 
he was sitting there and Jesus told him to do the same thing to another person who just shared something. He said, I don't want you to say anything. I just want you to walk up to that person and give him a hug. And he, he fought the Lord a little bit. It's okay to fight the Lord a little bit, prophets. It's okay, as long as you do finally submit that will to God. And he went and gave that dude a hug. And that guy had such a powerful encounter with Jesus that day that he walked away having a face-to-face relationship with Jesus. And it wasn't a big booming word. It was a small nudge in the spirit saying, go hug that person. And that is what pushed that person to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus because the prophet was obedient. And prophets, take time to listen to that small voice. Take time to listen to that nudging because your heavenly father, he's pushing you to do something great. You don't have to give a powerful prophetic word. You don't have to raise the dead. You don't have to have this great big healing experience. You can really just go hug somebody. And have them experience the love of Jesus. Because that's what Jesus would do for you, wouldn't it? Amen. Mm. It's all about love. You know, it's all about God's love. His love. He's not the emotion of love. I mean, all that could be, I could experience that. But his character is nothing but love. And everything that flows out of that is loving. Even his correction is loving. Even his discipline is loving. Yes. But we need more people to, I mean, I, I know I was guilty of, seeing people as an evangelistic opportunity rather than a person that God loves. Yes. When I switched up, when I switched it up and realized I just need to look at people, how God loves them. And then I'll ask God a question. How much do you love this person? And then that opens up doors to minister to them and see amazing things happen. That is so powerful. Yeah. I want to, if you don't mind, I want to answer Mary because she's been like super active here. Mary R, Mary R. And you said, um, you know, I used to hear the Lord's still small voice, but I don't anymore. I'm discouraged about this. Did something, did I do something wrong? Is he wanting to communicate with me and in some other way? And I totally want to answer this. You guys show up to this meeting with Jared. You guys deserve to be answered your questions. And no, you're not doing anything wrong, but you do, you, you need to apply what Jared just said. When we first start with our walk with the Lord, we are children and he nourishes us and we should be like children crying out. But there comes a day when we make a switch well, we get nourished by loving others. Mm. We get nourished by pouring out and loving others. So yes. rather than looking at yourself, Mary, saying, oh, am I doing something wrong? Turn your view, like Jared's saying, to other people and say, Father, what do they need? And when you meet that need in another human being with the love of Christ inside of you, you become nourished. You become mm. something, you become taken care of. And when a mother is nourishing her child, she, the reward isn't waiting for the child to grow up and give her all that money back. The reward mm-hmm. is seeing her child loved and seeing them grow and develop. And that must become exactly. your reward is to love and to see people blessed. That must become your reward. And that's how yeah. the change is. And bouncing off of that, it's a sign of maturity for a prophet. You know, when, our, when we start in our prophetic school, the very first course we have our prophets do is the way of dreams and visions. And some of our prophets have been dreaming. And then they start this course and they stop dreaming. And they start having a crisis like, I've just stopped dreaming. I must have missed God or I got a spiritual blockage. And actually, it couldn't be further from the truth. It's that you grew up. You put away childish things and you grew up prophets. If God stops speaking to you in one way, yeah, maybe there's a spiritual blockage. In that case, go 
to a pastor, go to a fellow prophet to pray you through. But actually, nine times out of 10, as a prophet, you've grown up. And God wants to speak to you in a new way. He wants you to start learning how to hear him differently. Like I said earlier, throw out your preconceived ideas of how you hear God or how God's supposed to talk to you based on your doctrine or your cultural or religious mindsets. Because God is multifaceted. He wants to talk to you in multiple different ways. So if he stopped mm-hmm. talking a certain way and you've stopped feeling him a certain way, it's time to grow up and it's time to see what else God has in store for you. Amen. Well, as you guys know, Adventures in the Spirit is not just information, but it's impartation and activation. So it'd be an honor to have you guys activate us, activate people who are watching and then listening to this to hear the voice of God and prophesy if need be. So can you lead us, both of you, in in an activation? I'm not sure how you guys want to do this, uh, whether it's once one activation or two different activations, but it would be an honor to have you do that for us. Of course. Dole, why don't you start us off? Very good. Uh, Like I said, Deborah and I spent a lot of time (laughs) praying together, so (laughs) this is... This is a normal day for us. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Father. Just open up the doors before each one where the door has been closed and the enemy closed it off to you. Mm. I rebuke the lie of the devil in Jesus' name. And I command that door to be opened before you, says the Lord. I do not need you to open the door, for I have already opened the door. I do not need you to impress me. I do not need you to try and do works for me. The door is open, and I am guiding you through it, says the Lord. So just take my hand and follow me through to the other side. Because on the other side, there's a whole world that I'm waiting to show you. I'm causing you to leave your mind behind. I'm causing you to leave your understanding behind. I'm causing you to leave your circumstances behind. And to follow me into this understanding of my will, my love, and my heart. The answer to all of your problems, says the Lord, isn't more finances. It isn't more healing. It is me. And once you understand my heart, the healing will come. Once you understand my heart and how I feel about you and the way that I am leading you, all the circumstances will begin to change because you will become a new creation in me, says the Lord. So I just open up my heart to you, open up my door to you, and I give you license to come sit in my presence and learn from my feet, says the Lord. Amen. For indeed, says the Lord, you've knocked on every door and you've sought as far as you can to find me. But my child, I've been with you all along. You see, I was right next to you with every step that you took and I moved the rock so you wouldn't stumble. And I moved the snake out of your path and I prevented the rain from striking your back and I stood at your side. My child, it is time to stop seeking and it is time to start sensing. It is time to start sitting and feeling and experiencing my presence because To experience my presence means to sit a while in it. I am here. I am in your bedroom. I am in your prayer closet. I am in your lounge. I am in your car. I am with you everywhere that you are going. So my child, come to me this day and ask me a question and I will answer it. Seek me in faith and I will seek you back. And I will hold your hand and I will guide you. For I have an answer for every question. There is no question that is taboo. My child, there is nothing new under the sun. For I know the desires of your heart. I know the sins of your past. I know the hurts that you've experienced. So come talk to me about it. For what I have to say will surprise you. And it is not as scary as you think it is. For my child, I love you and I have forgiven you of every sin. 
but now it is time to learn how to overcome the stain of sin in your life. So I open the door before you to come sit in my presence. I strip from you this day, says the Lord, the doctrine and the religious mindsets that have kept you bound from coming into relationship with me. I come against those words that have said you are disrespectful for coming to me in this manner. For I have designed you, my child, for a relationship, and I beckon you to come this day. And I thank you, Father. I come and I take this prophetic key that you've given me, and I unlock this door of intimacy before them, this door that has been remained shut, that has been closed by the world and closed by the enemy, that says they are not good enough to enter into this relationship with you. I open that door before them, and I say this door will not be shut to them anymore. And I close those doors of the past that have been preventing them from stepping mm. forward, and I say those doors will remain shut now. These stains of sin that have followed them for generations, I call you cleansed and washed away now in the name of Jesus. Mm, I just sense there are some of you who have been crying out for this door to your past to be shut, and God says, I am answering you this day. I wash you clean, my child. This sin is forgiven. Walk forward unashamed. For that sin and for that past is your testimony. It is what qualifies you to be my prophet. So be unashamed of what I brought you out of. For it is your boast. And it is your testimony of what I can do in the body of Christ, says the Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. Deborah Ann, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information? You can definitely reach out to me through my prophetic school, which is prophetic-school.com, or give me a call at 858-800-2205. I'm always available for questions. I'm in my office 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Tuesday through Saturday. Give me a call. Reach out. I'm here to answer those questions. And if I'm not available, one of my teams certainly will. That is our passion. But I do also want to recommend checking out nextgenprophets.org to get connected more about prophetic process. If you know you're called to be a prophet and you're going through the training, our Next Gen Prophets podcast and the nextgenprophets.org website will definitely answer a lot of those questions. So check them out. Awesome. No, Dalton, the person who put his flesh on the cross and got the jalapeno chips. <laughs> what is the best yes. way for people to get a hold of you for more information? Um, we have a free community of prophets and apostles. And the website for that is apostolic-network.com. And um, I'm on there all the time. And it's a, it's kind of our own community of spiritual growth. And um, you can ask your questions. And of course, I'm on there all the time. And it doesn't have a time limit. So it's uh, 24 hours, seven days a week. So that's the best way to reach me and a lot of our team. Thank you so very much. Here we go. Bam. Thank you, Michael, Apostolic-Network. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's on the Charisma Podcast Network, Google, Spotify, YouTube, a bunch of other places, and oh, yeah. way too much fun. And Next Gen Profits, we've got an episode with Apostles Craig and Colette Toach. Man, that thing is still racking up downloads, so download that and share it guys because sharing is caring text it <laughs> love to it a friend text it to a friend 
whose lives we change. And you guys be blessed in Jesus' name. So much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit.